Todd, yeah. I'm noticing uh, you've got this fireplace. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I hope you don't try to get romantic, man, because it's not going to work on me. Well, I was going to change it to my uh, dress shirt here and, um, you know, I have my morning voice. I just want to say to everyone, uh, welcome to the, uh, the Why So Serious podcast. Now, try and talk about that for an hour. <laughs> no, man, my throat will be raw. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But, um, yeah, I know we switched it up. I, I, As you know, the, we're we're trying to do different things here, and we're really yeah. taking you guys on the on the journey with this this podcast. From just you guys are seeing like the building of it, right? Getting to this point, the video now. Um, you're gonna see as we get more equipment and and so on, and you're gonna see it grow. So we're we're taking you with you guys on this journey with us. So um, again, welcome to the podcast. We will be, uh, of course, taking it as seriously as as we do, and as not seriously as we do, which is why we call it "Why So Serious." So we're gonna be always throwing in the jokes in there. We don't take ourselves too serious, but we talk about serious topics. Um, so, yeah, uh, you're, you're zipping lower and lower. I don't like where this. Oh, is going. oh, oh. Okay, all right. I don't want to. This this fireplace, man. Maybe I I don't shoot here next time because it, it's sort of getting me. Yeah, you know, the only thing, you know, <laughs> if, if we ask, you know, certain certain questions, and you see Sean's wedding, just know it's a fireplace. It's not the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a fireplace. Yeah, I'm yeah. just um, you know, this this week that passed, mm. um, you know, obviously a productive one, um. But, you know, I, I thought we had to, you know, tap into George Floyd. This was the reasoning for us starting this podcast. Sorry. Sorry, there's the technical no technicalities there. I'm going to mute myself while you talk so it's all clear. Um, I think if you don't mute it, I'm not hearing any feedback. It's up to you, though. Um, I was just saying I had a productive, you know, productive week, um, but I thought we had to go back to the George Floyd uh, murder trial um, with Derek Chauvin because you know that's what really started this podcast. You know, we were very, <clears throat> we were very hurt and concerned about what happened to George, uh, and George is not the first person to die in the hands of police in the U.S and anywhere in the world, in fact. Uh, but that case obviously, you know, turned into a global, um, you know, march, you know, for justice. Um, so this week that just passed, we did receive a verdict on Derek Chauvin. He was guilty in all three counts. Um, the report is that he, the maximum sentence he could get for a second degree murder is 40 years. Uh, it is believed that it, that is unlikely, uh, but nevertheless, if he was found not guilty on any one of those counts, yeah, right. I can see a right. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, man, I, I I agree with you. I think um, 
you know, it's people have different feelings about uh, the verdict. I know when it came out, I, I saw a lot of people post guilty. Thank goodness. Thank God, you know, um, this. But personally, I think because because we've seen this, we haven't seen this particular thing. I'm, I'm hopeful for a change. It makes me hopeful, but also, again, I'm the kind of person that's also cautiously optimistic. I'm mm. an optimistic person, but kind of cautiously optimistic in some circumstances. This is one of them where I don't know if it was in part of it, there was that pressure, right? There was that pressure because like you said, if they didn't find this person, they didn't find Derek Chauvin guilty, then man, they don't want, they don't want any of that. As they say, they don't want that, they don't want that smoke. They don't want any of it at all, right? So um, part of it, there's that, that part of the thought of it where it's like, okay, they kind of almost had to find him guilty but it was also some it's a bit of a relief um it was it was good to see and, and or hear about it. i didn't follow it i follow it um super closely but i i kept an eye and an ear on it it was good to hear that other police officers actually testified against him right. um which i think is some things are unprecedented with this this case and I hope it just serves as an example um, for, I hope it serves an example for, for things going forward, right? Um, so I'm, I'm not seeing it as like, this changes everything kind of type of thing. Um, but I am seeing it as something that, that makes me hopeful for the future. And I, I don't wanna totally, um, you know, throw up my hands and say, we won. And wow, this is finally it's it's over kind of thing yet. I'm not at that point. If we see a few cases like this, if we see it starting to happen more, then I will be even more optimistic. Um, but also there was, um, I don't know if you want to, we can get into this a little bit, but I mean, that same day, there was a case where a black girl was shot by a police officer, right? Did you hear about that? I, I, that I I read that six people were killed in the 24 hours post. Um, oh, really? Yeah. In the, in the, so after the hearings, about six people were killed. That's one report. Uh, black people uh, by, by police? By police, yeah, by police. Um, but how that, that ties in, I don't know. Um, but I think if, if this... Like it, it's it's actually a very bad situation if there was a not guilty verdict. Police, uh, the medical side, they would you know now they got to deal with the riot, you know, amidst COVID. So now you know you've got these clashes, right, with police and other people. You know that would send a huge spike. So, you know, I'm saying that to say also part of the ver the, gu the guilty verdict to say that look. If you really want things to be better for society, you got to make sure justice really works. And I guess I'm, I'm always baffled how these judges and lawyers get to a non, a not guilty verdict. You know, just it just baffles me. Like the Rodney King 
riots in the 90s, I guess mid to late 90s. That one, I think like 57 officers beating this guy and they, some of them walked or all of them walked. So I guess I stopped to say to myself, like, are we not human? That's my issue, right? And the reason why I don't call Sean a black man or this guy a white man is because Sean's blood can be transfused into that guy's body, right? Sean's right. heart can be donated to a man in China. So you're human beings. It's just, you know, it's the exterior layer, you know, it's how we kind of categorize each other. So I'm just saying the humanity of this whole thing just completely shocks me. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that, man. Um, it's, um, yeah, like I said, it, it's a, it's promising to see that it's a little different than it's different than how the the Rodney King thing went. Again, there's part of me that thinks that they had to do it, that they had to come up with this verdict. Like there was also almost no other choice from you know whoever is higher up um, in the judicial system, whatever backdoor conversations saying, look, there is somebody saying there's absolutely no way we can let this guy slide on these things. Do you know what will happen if we do this? We have to do, we have to make an example of this guy. And like I said, I hope it's not just an example just for show. I hope that, my hope is that, you know, other, uh, other officers, other police officers are gonna find, it, it has to be where we talked, you know, on a previous podcast about bad apples, right? Right. Um, and, and, you know, again, uh, one of our favorite uh, interviewers or, or shows like Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, he talked, he had something talking about it's not just the bad apples, it's the whole tree, mm. right? If it's a tree, then you need to do something with that tree. So I hope that the system changes just because of this. I hope that there's some fear in those those police officers that, that are the bad apples right. or the police chiefs that are the bad apples, the people in that system that are the bad apples to say, I hope there's that belief. I think it may, uh, personally, I think it's really gonna take a few more of these for it to sink in. Like maybe even, this is the first of many, so it's promising, but I think it's gonna really take like, I wanna say like, a good five, six, ten more officers getting convicted in this fashion for it to really sink in to that organization for them to say like, well, you know, next time somebody gets pulled over, for example, for a traffic stop, like we don't want it to be an extreme where they, I, I get the other side of it where it's like, not like, hey, that there's that black guy, he's got a knife to that woman's throat. And it's like, uh, Okay, sir, I, I don't want to bother you. Um, just carry on, carry on. Okay, uh, <laughs> you don't want it to be like that, but we want it to, to be, you know, for a routine traffic stop or something, right? It's, you know, that you're not going to get, uh, 
you're not going to get a gun pulled on you in situations where it's it's not reasonable you're not going to get a in this case a knee on your neck when you're already handcuffed and on and on the ground right where they're not viewing black people i've said before um somewhat jokingly it's kind of you know in a way i want to say like in a way i'm in a way i'm i'm flattered i'm flattered that you would feel that because i'm a i'm a black man right i know you said you don't want you want to see me as a man but i'm saying how other people let's say for example law enforcement a crooked law enforcement person might see or just in general i'm flattered in a way that you see me because i'm a black man if you see something going on with me you need 10 officers for that guy like you feel that i got i have this extra super strength that if it was uh, uh any other race of person any other ethnicity mm -hmm. that you could be like you know what officer jones like just we got a disturbance of uh a person um in the downtown area that looks suspicious um they might have uh, broken into a vehicle Okay, what's the description of the subject? It's Caucasian male. Okay, I got it. I'm just uh, was just heading back to the station. I got it. What's the description? Black male. Okay, I'm gonna need backup. I'm gonna need six cars. Black male. They're all here in the police. They're on the radio. They're like, let's go, let's go. Lights on. Let's go. Um, rookies. They like you know eight cars. Eight <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, man, it's the, I, I feel like, again, like I say, sort of jokingly in a way, flattered because it's like, am I a Marvel? Are we Marvel superheroes? Is that what we are? Like, are we all like Black you Panther know? where it's like, if if six cars jumped on us, you know, the scene that you just see like a Black man and, and six, eight cops jump on him and you see him like this, all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you got? And then <laughs> right. helicopters, you know, helicopters, <laughs> snipers, and SWAT. <laughs> like, like, bing, 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 bing. Bullets don't hurt me. <laughs> Fool. A different scenario. You're absolutely <laughs> you know? right. It, right. It's hilarious, but you're absolutely right. And, you know, the, the real, like, the reason why it's such an issue in America. Um, even in Canada, right? even in Canada. So people don't think, you know, maple and, yeah. and like we're all peaceful. No, we still got our own issues here. And here, here's the stats is that number one, it's very rare for police officers to ever be convicted if, if charged at all. But the real issue is that um, if you want to make things, you know, very plain, most shootings, like I would say about double of the shootings in America by police officers are towards um, European men or Europeans, white people, right? All right. So, so you were, go ahead, man. You were saying about what's, what do you think about, about that, man? I know it's, 
you said it's almost it's comical, but I mean it is comical because um like you know, you got SWAT team on you, you got helicopters and dogs. That is perfect if it's the Black Panther you're stopping. <laughs> like fully get it. Or or Spider-Man or someone, like I get it, you know? Call NASA for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, but the, the reality of, of these shootings is what has to come to light. And what I mean is, um, I would say like, you know, they've been doing stats for a long time, but the last five years they're showing where, um, you know, whites are being shot by the police uh, 450 times a year, okay? Blacks are being shot like 235, 241 times a year. So, sorry, these are shot to death. I'm sorry, I should have explained that. These are shot to death, not just a bang, bang. Okay, so, okay. You see that disproportionate right there. But um, the whites are yes, being shot more, but the difference is the population sector. I was surprised, but there's about 40 million Blacks or African Americans in the U.S. It's about as much higher because when I watch TV, I just see a lot of Black people, so I thought it was much higher. Mm -hmm. uh, but the significance of all that is the percentage of Blacks being shot, the percentage of Whites being shot based on population. So you're you're pretty much looking at um, I think it's like 23% of Blacks are being, like, how can I put it? For every million, for every million, um, you have 42 Black people being shot and killed to death. For every million. This number is... 42? 42, 42, 42 people. For every 40, million. Yeah, so for every million Black people, 42 are being killed by the police. Okay. That's that's the significance, or that's the real issue. Um, and then on top of that, when it comes to convictions and all that, this is where it gets really nasty. So you have about 90% of all police shootings that turn to death, there is no Targets, 98%. That's that's where this thing has really gone out of hand. They're like, whoa. So so as a white police officer, there's a 98% chance if I shoot and kill a black person, I get to go home. I get to do whatever I want the next day and kiss my family. That's the issue. Uh, when it comes to acquittal, uh, charges, wow. convictions, those three areas is less than one percent that it actually happens. Wow, percent of the time there is zero charges. So then you're like, how is this okay and possible? And why does this happen? Right. In my yeah, opinion, I, I... but in my opinion, I think it has a lot to do with financial and political capital that African-Americans don't have. And those that do have it, they're not using it to help 
So when you get to that, I'm a millionaire, I'm a billionaire black person in the US, they kind of keep to their mansion. They kind of keep to their mansion. They might poke their head out a little bit and then go back in. Because if they poke their head out too much, that money will come out. And, yeah, uh, it's. Um, I um, hear you, man. That that's good. Yeah, Kanye West said that in a, in a one of his songs. He's like, you know, um, I forgot exactly how he said it, but he's like, you know, even though you got money and you you gotta, you know, you gotta coop. You know how you said it, but he's like, even though you got money, you're still a, an N word in a coop. LeBron James right. have his house spray painted, you know, with the N-word. And it's just like, no, you got money. Like, we'll respect you. We love you because of what you do and how you make us feel. But don't get it twisted mm -hmm. that you're one of us or that you're accepted as our family members. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, um, it's disheartening, man, to see that, right? It, I think you're right. Um, I mean, I wasn't aware of all those numbers, um, but yeah, I don't know, don't know what the uh, if the what the solution is. I mean, I know that that's because it's also kind of a tough thing too, right? If you're looking for, I've seen people on posts and things like that say, and I'm trying to try to put myself in um, in somebody else's shoes too with this, and and say, you know what? There's still only so much they can do, right? So uh, it's not that we we want to depend on other people to save us uh, as a as a black people, um, but there is that sense, yeah. You know, even if you're a Diddy or somebody like that, right? I mean, it can't just be like, hey, Diddy, you have all this money, man. You gotta you gotta do something to help us. You know, in in their sort of defense, it's you know, they work hard to get where they are, right? And not that they don't care, but they can still, they can put their voice out there. They can say this, what happened to George Floyd, they can talk and, and they have maybe that following that can listen. Um, but I mean, especially in a case like that, it's not gonna bring them back, right? They can't say like, hey, I want, because I'm Diddy and I have, whatever hundreds of millions of dollars and influence I yeah i want you guys to take to convict those officers now right they would laugh in his face right so even then the money still doesn't really um talk and and like you said it may not make a difference as far as like yeah if an nba basketball player outside of his city or gets pulled over he could this he could have the same fate unfortunately uh, as the uh as the the teenager or the young man that got pulled over in minneapolis recently or many young black men have like if you're a ball player and you're 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 caught for a minor traffic infraction you get out of the car and you're a six foot something black man Unfortunately, um, and again, not paying all law enforcement with the same brush, but 
because we've heard the story before, unfortunately, well, you're a large black man, um, that officer might, you could almost say it with me, fear for their life when you come out of the car. Really? I feared for my life. I feared for my life. So unfortunately, had to um, had to pull a gun. And then yeah. it's like like it's confusing. We've seen it before. And I mean, I could we could almost write it write it oh, word for word what what happens or potentially happens. It's like can I see your ID? Now those those guys, I would imagine that if there's sort of a special circumstance for them, it may be um, as a professional player in that sense, they may have to take like their actual like NBA players car. I would do if I was in that situation, not just my driver's license. I'd be like, hey, I actually, I play for the NBA. Um, I'm in town for the for the game. I'm sorry. Here's my actual NBA card, and they might verify it. Then the officer look it up, say, oh, he actually plays. Oh, this guy plays for the Knicks. Then your status may matter. But mm -hmm. if he doesn't bother to check that, you're in trouble, buddy. You're in trouble. Um, just looking at your driver's license, and if the officer's not in a good mood, and it's a tall black guy, and they're forgetting who's this guy. He's got, oh, that looks like an expensive watch that you got on there. Maybe he's into drugs. Can I step out of the car, please? I need to search the vehicle. Why are you searching the vehicle, officer? Don't talk back to me. This is ridiculous. Look, I'm just on my way. Don't talk. I said don't. Get on the ground. Right? So, yeah, in sort of in getting back to my, I don't know that it's the, the celebrities that can help, but I think it's just going to take more, more verdicts like this. Um, yeah. More things like this to happen. I mean, what do you think, John? Um, I think it's more than this. I think it's more than the verdicts. Um, when you're dealing with somebody and you want to change their behavior, we have to remember that, you know, people, human beings as we are, we will do everything to avoid pain and do everything to go towards pleasure. Everything. You know, that bill you don't want to pay, I'm on the side. But that TV show you want to binge, let me watch that now. We do everything. So police officers, the, pol the politicians, you know, it's, it'll be painful for them to like look at themselves and say, why are we treating other citizens like disproportionately to what justice, you know, uh, requires? Like, they don't want to ask that question, right? And these are, some of our, these are some of our friends, you know, and or your colleagues. And they're like, well, you know, uh, the guy had a history of this. No, it's 10.57 a.m. On a, on a Monday evening. Why was he shot? Seven years ago, what he did does nothing to do with this very second of a moment. Let's deal with that. 
So, um, you know, here's my, when George Floyd's death happened, I, I came up with four things I think America could do to actually right. curb this. Right. I remember, I remember we did that. I think you talked about them on our, one of the first podcasts that we did. Yeah, did I? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you can, if you yeah. want to, if you want to reiterate, go ahead. Yeah, it's been a while. So I think just, and I'm putting this out there, people. If this makes sense to you, then carry that mantle. Let's do something about this. Number one, for 30 days, all athletes and entertainers, whether you're, you're black or you're white, as long as you're human for 30 days, boycott performing in your respective area of business. American loves entertainment. That is one thing they will not go without. Number two, ordinary citizens stop buying from corporations or large businesses for 30 days, especially those that you think support this. And they're like, well, okay, great. Let's do it again. Because the impact to the economy changes things. Number three, protest and uh, petition your House of Representatives, your governor, your mayor, your senator, um, your lawmaker, with the having sign a bill of accountability to change that system, to change it. There's more to it. Um, and number four, the media. The media needs to be accountable for their bias reporting and misreporting of the growing outreach. So these are four things, just me, mm -hmm. yeah. but it has to, it has, something has to be done because if we ignore this, one day it'll be our brother, our son, our, our mother, our, our friend. Right. Okay. And then you're going to say, okay, now I know how this really feels. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I think those are very good points that you have, man. And thanks for reminding, reminding me of us of that. And even the people that, that are listening or watching now that haven't, haven't seen that first, or, you know, our earlier podcast, um, that's also even a, and go back and check out some of those and, and see how we felt. Um, you know, this is part of the reason why we started the podcast. I mean, part of it was, a big part of it was just, you know, John and I always have these convos about just major topics always, right? And then we kind of end up joking around a little bit, but we, we still have some serious talk around these subjects and we, we just wanted to let everybody in on our conversations and, and turn it into a podcast and see how it goes. Yeah. And right now it's going great. But um yeah, I mean those those points that you make, those points that you make are very solid points about everybody getting together. It's just that organization. Um, hopefully somebody could organize something like that. Even if one of those things happened, that would be major, that would be huge. Sure. You know, uh, if you give me the ability to share screen, I share sure. so that anyone that looks at this can like like physically read it right and screenshot it. Um, and I need to grab it, but please continue. Yeah. 
So I think you should be able to um, to share your screen right now. Do you see anything? Yeah, thank you, Sean. So Sean, to keep talking, I'm just putting out here, everyone can look at this. These are my, my four solutions um, to immediately curb this culture of agencies. Right, right, I'm just reading it again, just briefly too. Yeah, I mean, I've said this, I've thought this similar kind of thing before too, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about this happening now? Like, do you think that, that people will, uh, I'll answer what I think first of all, but I think from someone else, if you're talking about America, their perspective right now, they may feel like the, if you're talking about that sort of powers that be, may kind of feel if you're talking about, let's say the NFL and, and NBA and things like that, um, they may feel like, hey, what, what are you guys doing this now? Didn't we just convict this guy? What else, do, what more do you want? What more do you want, right? Um, but I thought about, you know, even when the George Floyd thing happened, I think there was a lot of talk I think people just really need to put their money where their mouth is mm. because um, if you talk about George Floyd and, and you talk about um, the whole call, Colin Kaepernick thing, I don't know how many people have actually done it because I'm a, you know, I've always said like, I'm a sports fan, maybe not as big as some others where I got to like every when it's, when it's uh, football season, like every Sunday, I got to catch it and it's dedicated to, to any, every NFL game and I'm, I'm buying all the merchandise and I know all the stats and I'm not to that level. If I get, get a chance to catch a game, great. That's, that's the level that I'm on. If I get a chance to catch a game and I see one, I can enjoy it. I can enjoy it with my friends if I can, you know, post-COVID, pre-COVID. Um, and I can enjoy the play and the action and, and everything going on but people who have uh said you know when something happens it's like boycotted right i think like i agree with you i think that's the most powerful thing but people i think get so used to things like how many people really not calling any one person out in particular but if i'm talking to, to people that are watching or listening really you know when stuff happened when stuff went down and and with Colin Kaepernick for example um in the NFL how many people actually said you know they said they were mad about it but how many people actually decided oh, we're not watching anymore we're not buying any more merchandise I don't think a lot of people did I mean I could be totally wrong on this but I, I don't think a lot of people stopped they're like oh man I'm so mad about that verdict Hey, is the uh, 49ers are playing today? Okay, let's watch. But I, I, can you believe, can you believe like this league that we're watching right now? Jeez, man. Hey, grab me another beer. Yeah. It's like you are still supporting them when you're doing this, right? Like, like you're supporting, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. But, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's, it's like people are still supporting them because they get so used to it and they're big football fans. And hey, man, you know, um, my, my team is, 
my team is like the the Bucks or whatever, like I can't miss this game. Like, can you do you have that fortitude, knowing how much you love the game, to not watch, not buy the merchandise, not support it? Could you do that for the for one season, even? Right. Yeah. Like for me, I never buy any NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB um, paraphernalia whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll watch it. Um, if, if I can afford it and then the opportunity is there, I'll go watch a game. Right. I've never watched it. I've never seen an NFL game live, like going to a game. Right. I mean, we're we're also in Canada though too, so maybe that's kind of a. <laughs> we, got we got the Raptors in Toronto. Right. Uh, that's about it. You know, I go to Buffalo to watch NFL game. That's about it. Or I go deeper to the U.S. Um, I think the difference is the, the big the big thing is that these sports and entertainment and movies and all that it's part of our society. It's the part of the bedrock of our foundation. You know, um, we connect socially because of the new Thor movie, right? Mm. Oh man, did you see that part where he took this, you know, his hammer? They're like, oh yeah, this guy watched, right? Now he's cool because he likes Thor and I like Thor. Um, Mm. So it's part of our, our social, you know, identity as well, you know, entertainment and, I remember this this uh, this guy called me for a job, and he said, um, uh, "It's actually he called me 2017." I remember, and the guy was saying, "Like, um, you know, come with a job and everything." And then he said to me, "I don't want my politics to be mingled with my football." And now he was talking about Kaepernick. Oh right, right, right. And then, mm. but he was also a Trump supporter. So immediately, my mom like, dude, I am not going for any contract that has to do with you in my right. mind because um, my our values misalign, are misaligned. Right. I'm like, I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna make you any money, you know, with those kinds of values. Right. But I, I guess I want to make something very clear. Why, why, do, why do you, Sean, believe, you know, this is the pen? And, and why do I believe, you know, this is a shoe? Maybe it's, because you, you're a little delusional. It looks like a, a glasses case to me. It, it, it does, you crazy chicken. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, why is it that we look at one thing, like, like a car accident, and five different people or two different people have different understandings and conclusions and this happened here and so forth. Mm-hmm. Like why, why is it that Donald Trump, you know, coming to president, somewhere like this is the greatest thing ever. Right. Like I mourn for America. Like, yeah. These go two uh, polar opposite viewpoints. How does that come to be? And that comes to be 
based on our own intrinsic uh, understandings, uh, environmental conditioning, um, our understanding of the world, we have certain perspectives that are even, they're embedded inside of our subconscious. Right. So no matter how much I say, Sean, this is a shoe. Sean's like, yeah, but to turn this way, it looks like a pen and I can write with it. And that's, and that's your own reality. I'm just like, you know, I, I could never see how Trump was good for America. I could never look at a shooting of a black man and say, well, um, he deserved it because um, uh, two years ago, he had a, a record. And this is Candace Owen talking, by the way. Yeah. This is Candace Owen, you know, and that's why we have to be careful at looking at skin color and say, well, you better be on my side. No, we got to look at the mind of that person and say, if you are a logical reasoning person, you should come to the same conclusion that I, I will have because looking at the facts, you can never say because of your skin tone, you should be shot. That's right. the real issue of my mind. What are you, Sean? Yeah, man. I mean, and if, I mean, if we're relating it to, um, you know, things like this, um, Derek Chauvin uh, trial and the and the verdict and and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I think even with with everything that's out there, right? I mean, because you, you talk, you mentioned about, I don't know, this is sort of getting on the same topic. That we've sort of uh, said we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk about down the line here with how the media is related to it and, and how people have the, these different views. I mean, I me personally, um, I don't share the same views, but I want to say I I kind of go out of my way. I like I like to see I want to see other people's views. I don't necessarily agree with them. But I can kind of see, I can see, I think, and I think it's based on, I said this before, maybe a lot of how the, who that person is, right? Why they see things differently. So I can, I can understand why someone might see, um, I mean, when they might see George Floyd was a criminal, why they're saying that stuff. He was a criminal. This is bound to happen. Right. I don't agree with that. But if I was to take a step back and look at that person's background, like how were they brought up? Right. How was it? What's ingrained in them that makes them think that? Then I could say, oh, of course they would think that. Yeah. Of course they're going to think, um, you know, he deserved it. Of course, like for somebody that's a Trump support, was a Trump supporter when Trump was in office um if i was to think like okay well some things that the trump says how he says it um these people like people that support him for example like i thought my main reason when i sort of almost i don't know man i'm a i'm a, I'm a big guy that for um a little bit of a nerd if you want to call it that for uh, just 
looking at things and like reading articles after article and it's like oh okay well let me let me read something else in this let me see something else in this let me google this and then i'm i'm caught on that like i do i do that probably more than i watch tv or something right mm. um but anyways i think one of the big things that i read about when they talk about people supporting trump was you know these people a lot of these people you can kind of group them together there's there's some differentiation but a lot of people were people that were you know they felt that they they were wronged right people that say they worked um they worked in factories and they had lost their jobs and they've seen um immigrants come in and work these jobs right or their jobs have been outsourced to mexico and things like that now these are the kind of people that would be like when trump says something about you know we're going to make america great get these jobs to americans then that hits with them they're like yeah yeah man i hear you i hear you what you're saying trump yeah you this guy knows what he's talking about this guy this is the guy man go like and let's get it like back to how it was before and then you know maybe even older people um you know if you're whatever you're older farmer truck driver whatever it is you can kind of they can kind of remember they've had some incidences where Trump says things and, and he says, you know, these are the people that have, they've been around for a while and they've seen politics and they see, say, they can't identify with the guys, a lot of the guys in the suits, even though Trump's in a suit, he's telling them I'm different than these guys. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a regular politician like these guys. They'll, he'll say things like, you know, politicians, oh, they always make promises. And they never keep them. Well, I'm not like that. I'm not, I'm, I, I was never a politician before. I'm a businessman first. I want to make sure I get the business right for America. People are like, yes, yes. This is what he thought. This, is, this guy's different. This guy's different. Did you hear him? He's yep. different than these other people. This, this is my guy. He knows he's not afraid. And look, do you see what he did and, and said? That's not, he's saying stuff off the books and he's not, he's not acting all proper and stuff. Four more years. <laughs> Four more years. He's, he's not, as, a, as I'm, as I'm talking, as I'm talking about this, I'm almost convincing myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, was he, huh, maybe was it, maybe he was a good guy. It's, this guy's not afraid to go off the teleprompter that says, um, okay. Um, and the next question from uh, ABC News. He's he's being like, ABC News, you're fake news. I'm not answering your question. People are like, oh, you see what he did there, man? He's a tough guy. He's going to be tough on crime. The way he talks to those reporters and talks to people, he doesn't take anything from anybody. And he does. That's my guy right there. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> so it's like, meanwhile, uh, a lot of the rest of us are like, Man, this guy has no tact. He is, he's just a loose cannon. He says whatever he, he says to get people riled up. And, you know, that's kind of thing. So yeah, getting back to the point, I mean, that's what I think of how when people have different views on things, that there's usually some sort of backstory as to why they have those views. And it's not always, I mean, in my opinion, Again, I, I may have a different opinion, but um, just 
even then, I still try. There's some instances where I can respect other people's views. And other instances where I just have to say, if it comes down to something like this, where it comes down to something where it's racism, then I can't respect your view if it's different, right? Well, if, 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 it's, if it's something else, if it's something else where, like you and I, again, um, going back to the, the podcast kind of thing, right? If we have different views on huge subjects still, like the whole coronavirus, COVID thing, yeah. you have a different, if you have different views on that, fine. I may not agree with it. I can maybe see where you're coming from. It may have to do with your way of thinking. You might be, someone else might be more of an emotional type of thinker, or they're tired of this. They're, they're more, person was like, I'm just tired of this whole pandemic. We all are. Yeah. I'm not to bring this into every podcast, but it, you know, that might be because of the type of person that they are. You might think differently than someone else. This would be like, well, you know, we're going to get through it. Right. Um, and the other person, one other person is pulling out their hair and the other person is like, you know what? But as long as you can respect each other, that's the main thing. But I think when it comes down to the, again, things like the, the Derek Chauvin trial and, and um, you know, this whole thing about police officers and, and you're seeing black people not being treated well. When someone has a different opinion on that, I, unfortunately I can't really get behind it there, there might be a few rare cases where i could be like i see your point right like this most recent one with the girl um that was shot and even then it's sort of still sort of you know somewhere in the in the middle there this girl that was shot um teenager right same same day i think of the verdict do you right. hear about that one john no um this teenage girl apparently there was a a 911 call, and there's a video of it as well. Um, police were called to the scene and this teenage girl, um, apparently some girls were gonna jump her or something, um, black girl. And the officer showed up and within like less than a minute, officer showed up to the scene, bang, 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 shot the girl four times. Wow. Um, they showed the guy come out of his car, but they showed it also, the video shows that the girl actually had a knife in her hand and she was swinging it um, towards another girl. Now, this girl that had the knife apparently was the one that had called and apparently was, apparently was self-defense, but I mean, on one hand, that, that one's a little bit more for me. It's like on one hand, I don't think there was any reason to shoot her four times. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, if police are there and you have a weapon in your hand and you're actively in the, in the action of using it, if a police officer shows up on the scene while you have a weapon and you're swinging it towards someone, then that's unfortunately that that increases the ch the chances of them 
take an action like that, right? Right. So that one is a little bit more, I see both sides there a little bit, but I mean, I think the main thing is having, um, getting back to the thing is, the main thing is having officers not, not react, learn not to react with their guns first, not to shoot first, not being like shoot first, ask questions later. Sorry to say it, it seems like that. Right. Like if you're in a job, and sorry, you let me know how you feel about this, John, but if you're in a job where, as they say, as they've, we've heard this many times, if you're in a job where you fear for your life on something as, as, and I don't know, I can't say I know exactly how it is. I know that it's a dangerous job, just the caveat, yes. You know, there's a lot of good officers out there that are protecting, actually protecting and serving. Um, it's a dangerous job. It's not an easy job. But if you feel that, I mean, if you're going to a job that you fear for your life all the time, right, you've chosen that profession. I want to say if you can't, if you can't handle that type of job, you might need to rethink your career choice, hmm. right? I mean, if I'm going to a job, I've, I've, I used this example, talked to somebody a little while ago. If I, was, if, I was, if I took a job as a security guard and every night I go out and I'm like, oh, oh, geez, man, I don't like this. I don't like, it. like, do you, do you want to really live like that? Do you want to do a job? Like, you're the right, are you the right person for that? Or can you be the type of person that when you get trained properly like everybody's gonna have a little bit of fear in them but or can you be the right person for the job where you like okay you you you're in this role and you there's going to be a little bit of fear but you also have the training your nerves should be a little bit above average above the average citizen that's not going to get freaked out because someone made a little movement or they turn around they didn't hear you they didn't listen they're not following your instructions exactly and you're not going to blend emotion into it and fear of what might happen maybe because you have some preconceived notions again getting back to george floyd you're talking about a man because he's bigger than you and he's a black man and he's on the ground, you're not going to feel this fear or if it's part of it is a prejudice and feel that you have to use extra force, right? You have to use extra force. And in some cases you're pulling your gun because you think, well, if this guy's not listening to me and he's going back into the car, like this young man that went back into the car. Again, there's always the debate. He shouldn't have, maybe they shouldn't gone in the car if he just would have listened to the officer, this and that. The George Floyd thing was much more clear, right? But even, again, even in situations where they don't listen, right? You're the expert as a, that officer. You're the one 
who needs to learn to handle situation, right? It's not a war. So I don't know, man. I've I've talked a, a lot on that. I'll, you know, you say your your piece on that, man. I know we're running. Yeah, I think we should conclude here, Sean. Um, you know, family. Um, this is to all our listeners. I call you family. Um, you know, all our subjects. You know, we don't come here with like you know peanuts and ice cream subjects like they're pretty deep you know any deeper would be going to like you know spiritual things the bible world peace nuclear you know what i'm saying like there's there's deeper stuff right so uh forgive us if, if you know we go too long but the key is we want to make sure we're bringing you quality content something to make you think um and always feel free to share with us as well you know um sean remind the people of our, our instagram handle please yeah, it's at it's at um, why so serious podcast. Um, it's actually well, Instagram is why so serious dot podcast on Instagram. You can you can send us a DM there. You can send us um, if you have something a little longer that you want to send us, or if you want us to review something like a video or something that you saw on YouTube or whatever it is, you can send us also an email um, as well at it's at the like T-H-E-Y so serious podcast at gmail.com um, right now. So you could there's a number of ways you can reach us, right? Is that it? Right. Did I get uh, that right? The Y so serious dot mm -hmm. oh dot podcast dot com. So the yeah. Y so serious uh, dot podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, we're always looking for interesting guests as well. Um, and Sean is talking, you know, one, just quickly say this, number one, I don't respect all opinions. I, I don't. Mm. Uh, especially when it's like really far, like to like Jupiter. I'm like, yeah. no. Um, you know, policing, as Sean was saying, that is a dangerous job. I, I actually had a, uh, a big brother from the Manitoba Big Brother Association. And this guy, mm. when I met him, he's an investigator, an insurance investigator. And then later on, he turned to a you know, side to go into policing. Okay. And when he became a police officer, he would, you know, call me once in a while and say, hey, so we have this new police, um, this new police um, uh, program for young people. Like if you're in high mm. school, I would love for you to come up. And I, I promise you, man, I did consider becoming a police officer. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But one hmm. thing on my mind. <laughs> Officer like, Kwame? Officer Bathy? That was it. Getting shot? Yeah, the idea of a bullet entering my body, I'm like, stop. Stop. Right. Right? Um, so I did consider it. And uh, he was a great influence in my life and recently we, we've actually uh, reconnected you know after like 30 years of not being connected wow Maybe 30 years. amazing guy powerful influencer as a as a young young kid in Winnipeg um but with a quick thing I want to mention is that with all the shootings and deaths and injustices in America there is an exodus of African-Americans moving out of, of America. 
They're leaving. Oh, yeah. hmm. They're going to Africa. Okay. Their citizenship in Africa. Um, so not necessarily the South Africa, but places like maybe Zambia, Mozambique, you know, like other parts. But there's also a massive exodus to Ghana. Hmm. Massive, like they're setting up. So in 2019, the president of Ghana called um, an event called, he called it the year of the return. And people from America, basically from the diaspora, like, you know, America and Canada, he said, come home and you will get citizenship. That means you'll get a Ghanaian passport. That means you can do business. Oh. Yeah, all that. Wow. And then like, I'm out of here. I'm not waiting for another George Floyd, but they're like, I'm out of here. So a ton of celebrities, uh, Boris Pujo actually led, led that whole, you know, charge. Boris who was that? Who was that? Who, who that? Uh, Boris Cujo. Oh, I think I know who that is. Was he um, go of like kind of like half German or something like that? Yeah, exactly. That's him. Like the, he was like he was on like the I remember the real real husbands of real husbands of Hollywood, and he's been in some movies. Yeah, I think he was in the Young and the Restless too. Something one of those. Right. Um, those real heartthrob, yeah, exactly. heartthrob type of brothers. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, apparently, I think um, Steve Harvey's been to Ghana. I think he bought property in Ghana. Uh, okay. Uh, what's his name? Um, Stevie Wonder is moving to Ghana. This is like, and they're all moving for the same reason. They're like, this is not home. The way you treat us, this, we are not human. Hmm. And, and what I find interesting about that is, there's a guy on YouTube and he's like, when I'm in Ghana, I don't feel like a black person. I hmm. feel like a man. Like what? Like a man. Hmm. You're like a man. Like no one's I've heard of this. Yeah, no one's looking at me and thinking, oh, he's gonna kill me or he's gonna steal from me. But they're like looking at you as a man. So in Ghana, there are no blacks in Ghana. It's just Africans, it's human beings, right? Um, but when you're in America, you're black. Like we have to make sure there's a distinction. And it's a, it's a, I think it's a very powerful and sad scenario in America specifically, and Canada um, to another extent, that we have to label you and categorize you and put you in a box and identify you and know exactly how to to come at you, which angle? So this happens every every four years in America when they have the voting, the Hispanic vote, the white vote, the African American vote. Like they have to break this down. And I'm like, right. what you're actually doing is perpetuating and encouraging uh, and promoting racial biases. Like you're hmm. actually like every time you just gotta like, hey Bob, you ready? Yep, turn it on. Let's go. I want to remind you, you're not like me because you are white. You are um, me? Hispanic. So, <laughs> I'm white. Yeah, I want to remind you that you're not like me. Oh. You know, you are um, Asian. You know, because there's the Asian vote. 
Right. Like, aren't you all American citizens? And and Morgan Freeman many yeah. years ago was on 60 Minutes with um, mm. uh, Mr. Wallace. He's passed away. Yeah, I know. I remember this one. And he's like, I think, yeah. Wallace said to him, well, how do you stop racism? He's like, well, first of all, stop talking about it. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, stop, stop calling me black and all. He's like, stop it. I'm a man like you. And that's what I say here. That's what I preach. Every, mm. every time we talk is, I'm not black. I'm going to challenge everybody. Prove to me I'm black. Prove to me that you're white, you're Chinese. Prove to me, yeah. right? There, there's well, no evidence we're human beings. Right, well, you know, that might be, I'm gonna write this down because um, this might be another topic, just as, just as a side note <clears throat> that we always say, that John and I, Kwamatron and I, and even Baffro and I, all How four of us. We find one name and we just stick to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I, like, I like throwing them all out there. So you're the one that you did it to yourself, man. You put it on yourself. I'm going to try. This is Showtime. Okay. And this okay. is the Mind So Serious podcast. Right, right. Okay. Well, the two of us, we don't always agree on things. You and I, regardless of the nicknames, we don't we don't always agree on things and this might be one of them because i mean and i know you are too proud to be black person right and maybe i'm speaking out of turn but i do think that there are i think we don't want to get into for me personally again we'll elaborate more on another show another episode but I think we don't want to get into like, hey, everybody's all the same. And we just treat everybody the same way and everybody's all the same. I don't see color. I don't see color. You're, everybody's the same. That's a man, that's a man. That's a woman, that's a woman. Doesn't matter, the Asian, black, everybody's the same. But me, I don't feel that way. I would say I disagree with your point there, man. Respectfully, uh, Brother John, I, I disagree on that point. I think we're gonna have to talk about that on another podcast uh, for sure. The, like, because I just feel that there's some fundamental differences that you need to recognize. I think the biggest thing for me is just without going all into it, because I know we're, we're we're running a little short or running a little long. Is that yeah? There's some fundamental differences. And why you can why black people can identify with each other, maybe better for the most part, like because different experiences, backgrounds, things like that, there's some common elements there, I feel. So I feel it's ideally, yeah, you know, we all are one. There's that 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 part. But again. That's another podcast. You know, um, I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna let you take your ball and run home, and and end the game. 
is okay to do that. No, I refuse. And here's why. I, I always see it that the biggest differences between two people is culture. Yeah. Right? And that idea of culture breaks down to your, your views and your values. Like, that's what makes you you. Sean and I could have been raised in the same home, but we still have different mind cultures. Like, I might be into, like, heavy metal, and Sean's into, like, classical music. And you're like, how did I happen? You know, um, but in any case, I always remember the movie um, Independence Day with Will Smith. Right. Right. This is my classic example of why we are all human beings. When they're attacking the planet, the aliens, mm. from Iraq to Russia to the USA, they all became one and they were like, we've got to survive and live through this attack on humanity. Yeah. That was the one point where they're like, um, you're not American, you're not African, you're human. And they were all on the one side. America, of course, led the charge as they normally do in like, you know, 95% of the movies out there. Mm. Um, and they won. But they won because they wanted to live. They wanted to live, right? And they said, we must preserve the human race at all costs. Many died in that movie, but they're like, we got to fight. And I always say, I've said this earlier, you know, um, heart transplant into a man from China, you know, from a man in India, you know, they're like, your heart is beating. Like there are principles in your body that no matter who you are, right? Asian bodies don't have like two hearts, you know, in green blood. It's the same, you know, it's like different blood types, right? Um, gorillas cannot mate with a giraffe. Um, dogs cannot mate with cats, different species. But a man from Trinidad and a woman from uh, New Zealand, they can meet same species. Oh yeah, definitely the same species. I believe. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's the same species, right? Um, but you know, it's always it's always good, Sean, when, when you know you and I can get into these topics. Um, and I mean, agreeing and disagreeing never ever my motivation. I'm always I'm always looking to expressed our our individual thoughts and then and then and then learning from each other right even when i'm like no nah, i don't know no but i'll grab something from that mm -hmm. right and the key is i don't know it all we both don't and we're, we're right so even from this podcast the next one we'll learn something new like oh i never saw it that way right right but everybody again thank you so much for joining us today uh, this has been tremendous. Uh, Sean, your, your, your closing thoughts, remarks. I know our time is, uh, uh, we've gone quite a bit here. Yeah, no, um, that's my thoughts. I mean, we, we, we talked about the, I mean, our main thing today we talked about was um, this verdict and, and how we deal with it and what we think about 
it going forward and my main thought on it um, in a nutshell is, is just the beginning. And, um, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sean, that you have to be cautiously optimistic, right? Because they have not given us any evidence that this is going to be regular justice. So actually after the verdict, people in the streets of Minneapolis and other parts of the US were like, um, they were expecting not guilty, first of all. They were expecting not guilty. And then when they got guilty, they weren't sure how to process that. And they're like, hang on, did he say not guilty or what? You know, they were like shocked, somewhere in the streets crying. Um, and my condolences to the son of George Floyd and George Floyd's entire family. Um, we are we are dearly um, sorry for your great loss. Um, I am sure he was a terrific son, and you loved him dearly, and he was a great man. And we are so sorry that he had to be a martyr you know, for this injustice movement in America and around the world. But God's blessings on your family and, and we hope you're comforted and you're doing well despite everything that's happening. That's it, that's it, man. Well, that is it for this episode. Just let everybody know you can reach us, um, whysoserious.podcast, that's on Instagram. Um, you can also catch us on all your favorite podcast places like Spotify, Google Music, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Anchor.fm is a big one too. Um, check us out there and we'd love to see you, love to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, that we are, oh, also our email, vyserious.podcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And uh, we will see you all and hear from you next time. Yeah. Bye, everybody.